0: A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Happy Halloween to you. Yeah, uh, November blowing in like, I don't know, a, a polar bear. It got cold here in Central Virginia. 84 on Sunday, 48. Be high today, so we uh, reverse things. I think we've got uh, record high temperatures last week and record cold temperatures coming up this week. So, uh, yeah, goodbye to the uh, T-shirt weather and hello, sweater weather. Uh, but we're going to be talking about something in the uh, sunny climes of California today. A uh, great, great decision by a, a U.S. District Court judge uh, overturning or rather granting an injunction I guess I, I got a little ahead of myself. I, I I think these laws are going to be officially overturned, but right now they're just stayed. Uh, two bills in California, signed by Governor uh, Gavin Newsom, that prohibit gun shows. One specifically at the uh, county fairgrounds in Orange County. Another that more broadly bans gun shows from operating on all-state-owned property across the state. Uh, and again, on uh, Monday, a U.S. District Judge in California granted an injunction, refusing to stay his decision which is even more important. Uh, And the plaintiffs prevailed on virtually every one of the uh, counts that they raised. So we're going to be talking with attorney Tiffany Chevron from Michelle and Associates. She was one of the attorneys that worked on this lawsuit uh, and continues to work on this lawsuit. Because, again, this is an injunction. This was not a a trial decision. But we're going to uh, delve into the details of, again, this fantastic decision here in just a moment or two. Before we get to that, however, Biden's America yeah, it's crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation, pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch be next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy your way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that's why you should call GoldCo, so you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. And now let's get to our conversation with Tiffany Chevron. I want to get into some of the details here because what's interesting about this case is it wasn't just a Second Amendment case. There were First Amendment claims that were raised by the plaintiffs as well. And again, state of California got their rear end handed, uh, well, their collective rear end, I guess, uh, handed to them by the uh, plaintiffs and the uh, judge in granting this injunction. Let's get right to it. Here's our conversation with uh, Tiffany Chevron from Michelle & Associates. Take a look and a listen. Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on Cam & Company. I love it when we get a chance to talk about some good news, you know? Me
1: too. Yes, this is great. <laughs> this is a good time to be talking about about all things Second Amendment right now.
0: That's right. And there has been a lot of good news coming out of California with uh, Judge Benitez's decision in uh, Duncan and Miller. Uh, and now you've got this case. Uh, this is B&L Productions versus Newsom, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And, and, and you know, I mentioned this in our intro, but what's fascinating to me, one of the things that's fascinating me about this case is that this wasn't just a Second Amendment case. This was there were a lot of First Amendment claims Um, and you all prevailed on all of them in in, in your request for an injunction. Right. I mean, it, it was a clean sweep.
1: That's right. Yes. Um, We were thrilled to get this order for an injunction. Uh, The judge sided with us on First Amendment, Second Amendment, um, and that includes right to assembly, right to um, speech, uh, commercial speech, um, all of those things that are wrapped up in the First Amendment. And then we were able to prevail also on the Second Amendment. So it's a great day for California.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, the judge refused to grant a stay. Uh, so this is now in effect, right? Crossers of the West Gun Show. In fact, I think the judge said, soon as Crossers of the West Gun Show reaches out to uh, Orange County officials or, or any other uh, you know, officials in the state of California about getting a, a, a space uh, at the fairgrounds, they're supposed to uh, provide that space at the first available opportunity, right?
1: That's right. This is in place now. Uh, the judge refused to stay the injunction when the state asked for it, which has kind of been their mantra on all these Second Amendment cases. They know they're going to get enjoined and they want to immediately stay it. And this judge said, no, we're not going to do that. And we've already been getting emails from people across the state who have been emailing their own um, local agencies there that run the the gun shows and asking and sending them the decision and saying okay now we want a gun show back so it's really exciting that people are getting involved and emailing their their organizations there and their in their local communities and saying we want this
0: back absolutely and and so you know let's let's get into the background of this a little bit because there were two laws that were being challenged here right one was a ban specifically on gun shows at the Orange County Fairgrounds but the other was this broader ban that said no gun shows can take place on any state owned property right
1: well actually it goes back a little further than that we have three um laws that were being challenged um all this uh, during the same time period and it goes back probably 5 or 6 years where we were even at these um fairgrounds telling them you can't do this this is unconstitutional And we won in Del Mar, which is in San Diego. We won that one and um, the state actually settled with us and said, we don't wanna fight this anymore. And then we started getting these state laws where the same legislators that tried to push this one ban in Del Mar started trying to push it across the state. So we actually have a ban in Del Mar, which is AB 893, separate case, it's still BNL v. Newsom, but it's a separate case. And then we have this one, which is two more laws brought on by Senator Men, uh, who went after Orange County and the state as a whole. And so this injunction is um, against the Orange County law specifically for for that fairgrounds and the statewide ban as a whole.
0: Okay, so this would encompass then Del Mar, right? Uh, this would well, encompass. Kind of
1: interesting, it does not, uh, because while the state law is, um, it kind of gets confusing here, while the state law is enjoined, there is this separate Del Mar law that is up on appeal in the Ninth Circuit, and we're fighting that. So we're fighting two separate battles here, and so the Del Mar law is still not enjoined still can't have shows there at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, but you can have shows everywhere else. So it's very confusing, just like all California gun law.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. They don't make it easy to understand uh, for uh, for litigators or for uh, gun owners. Um, you know, you talk about Dave Mann, and this was interesting, I thought, because one of the, the arguments from uh, the state of California was, well, look, I mean, we're not trying to uh, 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 harm anybody's Second Amendment rights. We're not trying to chill anybody's speech. This is all about public safety, right? Um, but the judge quoted Dave Men speaking on the floor of the legislature, saying, we're going to ban all gun shows in the state, right? There, 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 there was, the, the public safety argument was, uh, wasn't really present. It was clearly targeted at this particular type of activity, which the, the judge noted as well, the legislative uh, committee findings were that gun shows don't pose any inherent public safety risk, right? I mean, in California... Whether we like this or not, every transfer of a firearm has to go through a background check. There's a 10-day waiting period. So no guns are actually changing hands at gun shows, right? You might be able to say, okay, I want to buy that gun. Let me give you my money. I'll fill out the paperwork. I pass the background check. You're still not walking out with that gun.
1: That's right. There's no gun show loopholes in California. You can make an offer. You can put down your deposit, but you have to wait 10 days and go to the a store where the firearms are actually sold to pick up your firearm. No one's getting firearms at the gun shows. And what's interesting about Senator Men's comments through the whole process of you know going through and legislating these these bills, he never once could come up with any direct threat to the communities from California gun shows. All the statistics that he put out there were from other states or even across the border in Mexico. He never once was able to say there are these kinds of issues happening at California gun shows. And this is something we had already been through in the Del Mar litigation uh, previously, because they tried to say that, oh, there's all these dangers to lawful people coming and purchasing firearms at the gun show. And they even tried to say, oh, well, look here, you know, there's been theft and there's been all these things at the at the gun shows but it was at the property where the gun shows were held but it was a quilting show that where the theft happened and we were like you can't you you can't equate any of these crimes with people actually at the gun shows so it's re- been really interesting how they've tried to form this argument that it's a public safety issue and a lot of this comes from the um anti-gun groups in California that are pushing you know these politicians down this road And um, it's just not true. What what they're saying is just absolutely not true. And it's really fortunate for us that the judge saw through that.
0: Absolutely. And, And, you know, and again, I think this is it's important for gun owners to understand that this is the end goal, right? It's not about closing the gun show loophole that's been closed in California. It's about going after your ability to acquire a firearm. It's about your ability to interact with gun owners. Um, you know, again, that gets back to the First Amendment component of this. Right. So one of the arguments was that this violates freedom of expression. This violates not only the commercial speech of the, of the vendors. But um, again, this is going after, you know, quote unquote, gun culture. Right. This is about trying to stifle the views of of Second Amendment supporters. And what did the judge have to say about that?
1: Yeah, well, he agreed with us. He said, he said absolutely that the the when you're talking about speech, it's not absolute. I mean he there are restrictions that you can put on speech but in this case by banning the gun shows even though they said that that's not what this was they were banning the sale of firearms ammunition and precursor parts they basically they essentially stopped the gun shows and they stopped that community coming together and that that community was important and it's it's a part of the people that attend the gun shows and so um he absolutely saw this as a violation of first amendment right to assembly Uh, People coming together, talking about the issues, talking about their government, um, you know, talking about learning about firearms. And so um, he definitely sided with us on that part beyond the commercial speech part of it, which is just the, you know, offer and acceptance of a firearm transaction. He said, no, 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 there's way more to this, which is what we've been arguing all along. The gun culture is important and it's important to the next generation because people bring their grandkids and their kids to these shows and they show them that the safety of firearms and there's actually training that happens at these gun shows. And, you know, you learn while you're there. And so he, it, w- it was really great that he saw through the state's arguments that, oh, we're not trying to ban gun shows. We're not trying to stop these people from coming together. They absolutely were. And it, that's the way it's been from the b- very beginning. That's been yeah. their intent.
0: You know, and and the Second Amendment arguments, uh, the state again says, well, look, I mean, even if we're banning gun shows, people are free to purchase firearms elsewhere. Right. So so what's the big deal? Why can't we ban uh, the ability to buy a firearm at at this particular location or at least start the process of uh, of buying a firearm? The judge applied the Bruin test, right? The uh, text history and tradition basically said there's no laws anywhere uh, in the uh, you know, either the time of the ratification of the Second Amendment or the 14th Amendment. Yes, you've got laws that are, you know, maybe regulating where firearms can be carried or things of that nature, but nothing like this sort of blanket prohibition on transactions or, 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 or the gathering of gun owners that California tried to put in place here.
1: Right. And Senator Men actually came out right after the laws were passed and said, we're the first one to ever do this. So that kind of, <laughs> you know, kibosh his, his attempts at fighting back against the Bruin decision, because Bruin, you have to have this historical analysis and it's just not there. What's interesting about this case versus the Del Mar case, as well as in Del Mar, which is the one that's up on appeal at the Ninth Circuit right now, That court did not allow additional briefing on Bruin when it came down. They just went forward and said, no, we're we're ruling against the gun owners. We're going to rule in favor of the state. And so we've appealed that this court in Orange County went through the process of once Bruin came down, we did additional briefing and went before the court and you know, argued our case under Bruin for the Second Amendment um, issues. And so I think that made a huge difference. And that was the proper way to do it. When you have a case as big as Bruin come down, the court should say we need additional briefing on this. So we've actually been waiting on this ruling since April of this year. It's been a long wait, but the court um, did their due diligence and looked at everything appropriately.
0: So, so let's talk about the Ninth Circuit for a second here. Um, ha- have oral arguments been held in the uh, Delmar case?
1: Uh, they have not yet. Okay, uh, we've been brief. We've briefed, and we are wait. We're going through the process of the schedule on that. So,
0: okay, is, is there is there a chance that these cases are going to get rolled in together?
1: Well, we actually asked for the Ninth Circuit to stay appeal. We appealed and then we asked them to stay it while we waited for the Orange County case to catch up,
0: Mm -hmm. uh, because
1: we assume at some point the Orange County case is going to be appealed by the state to the Ninth Circuit. And the Ninth Circuit said, no, we're not going to hold off. You have to continue forward with the Del Mar, which was really unusual, because now we have these two um, cases that are in conflict with each other. Uh, But... The more we kind of think about it, the Del Mar case is only about the uh, Del Mar fairgrounds. It does not have the state provision for for the whole entire state law like the Orange County case does. Orange County works with Orange County and the entire state. So they may be too different um, to combine. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Uh, but we're looking at all those options, and right now we don't know for sure if the state will appeal this. We're assuming that they will, will because they usually do, uh, but we don't have an indication of that yet. So
0: okay, all right. Well, we don't want to put the uh, the cart before the horse here, but uh, so I, I I will hold off on asking questions about uh, what you think the Ninth Circuit might do in this case. We'll wait until the uh, it is see if this case is officially appealed, and then we'll have you back on to uh, to address that. But. Uh, You know, in the meantime, if the as of right now, um, these laws are enjoined from being enforced. Right. So Crossroads of the West. And as you say, all of these other vendors, if you're in a local community and you want to have a gun show at at your county fairgrounds, you can do so. Right. This can this can start going forward right now. Do you have any idea when we might actually see a gun show take place?
1: I don't know. Like I said, we've already started getting emails in from across the state of of people emailing their county fairgrounds saying, "Hey, we want a we want a gun show." And I am sure that the promoters are already on top of it and you know asking for dates. the The judge said that you had to that the the county fairgrounds have to provide available dates immediately to the promoters. So that means if they ask for a date you know, in December of this year, and they could get a show together for it, we could conceivably see gun shows in December. Um, So it just depends on how quickly they can get dates and how quickly they can get a show pulled together. But it's really exciting. There's so many people that go to these gun shows. And it was really disappointing when they were banned and stopped. And um, it's just a really, it's part of the culture in California, people go to gun shows.
0: Absolutely. You know, listen, I've only been to California a couple of times in my life. But one of the times I went to California, I went to a California gun show. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, you think of California as this and the laws are incredibly restrictive, but they've not been able to kill off gun ownership. They've not been able to kill off the the Second Amendment community, no matter how hard they've tried to obliterate that that, uh, you know, culture of lawful gun ownership. And I was surprised at how many people were in attendance. I was surprised at how many families I saw walking around the fairgrounds. And it was a great, great experience. So I am, I'm fingers crossed that uh, Californians get a chance to uh, to enjoy these experiences again very, very soon. Uh, and again, Tiffany, thank you for all of your efforts. Uh, Chuck, Michelle, Anna Brevere, um, you know, all, all of you just did such a fantastic job. I would encourage folks to uh, read the entire opinion because, like I said, it was a clean sweep. Um, and just again, congratulations on a uh, on an excellent, excellent job defending our second and first amendment freedoms.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's really exciting. Like I said, it's an exciting time to be involved in this kind of work. So we're we're very pleased right now.
0: Well, we are too here in Virginia, I can tell you, and uh, looking forward to continuing the conversation here very soon. Thank you so much to Tiffany for uh, joining us on the program. And of course, uh, Chuck Michelle, Tiffany Chevron, to Anna Bevere, uh, all of the attorneys working on this case. Thank you for your efforts. Uh, and uh, many future successes ahead here with this uh, litigation. Right now, let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a case out of Augusta, Georgia, where a uh, shooting victim is wondering why was the man who shot her, or at least who is accused of shooting her, why was he out and not behind bars where he should have been? Uh, Augusta Aiken uh, TV station WRDW uh, is uh, reporting uh, more on the uh, criminal history of a guy named Dion Hamilton. Uh, He's accused of shooting a a mother in her front yard in Augusta, Georgia, in broad daylight. Now that victim again wants to know why Hamilton was out of jail in the first place. The uh, woman says, uh, I can't drive, can't take my son places, can't even run after my son, let alone walk after him. And she wonders, why was he out with multiple offenses? My child's with me. My child is traumatized. How is this man let out? According to um, local authorities, Dion Hamilton, in 2018, five years ago, was sentenced to 15 years in prison for assault and a weapons charge. After serving just four years of that 15-year sentence, he was set free and was ordered to spend the remainder of his sentence on probation. The problem is that Hamilton is accused of violating his probation. In July, he was charged with simple battery and family violence. And rather than being returned to prison or being kept behind bars uh, because he posed a danger to the community, he was let loose. Uh, they'd spoke with a local attorney, Sam Nicholson. said, he said, that's hard to tell if someone dropped the ball. He said, it appears he committed a new offense while he was on probation that may possibly cause his probation to be revoked after a probation revocation hearing. It's not clear to me if probation knew about that. Uh, he uh, looked at some of the, uh, charging documents that, uh, News 12 showed him. He said, he doesn't know how Hamilton slipped through the cracks. He says they couldn't get bonded out on that charge. He says that would come up flagged. Okay. You're on probation. You don't get to get out. And then probation will be notified that, Hey, we got one of your guys in here. They would then file the petition to revoke his probation. I'm not sure how he got out of that now that I think about it, said Nicholson. Yeah, well, apparently a lot of unanswered questions. Why was he out among them? We don't have the answer to that. But uh, again, here you've got somebody, frankly, 15-year that's turning into four years beyond bars. That's problematic enough. Then to add, well, insult to the injury suffered by this woman who was allegedly shot by Hamilton. Even after he committed another offense earlier this year, or uh, is alleged to have committed another offense earlier this year. Again, probation not revoked. Apparently, uh, no hearing was held, and he uh, was released on bond, or maybe even his own recognizance. We don't even know. Uh, Now, he's back behind bars, but of course, this is uh, one crime too late. Today's Armed Citizen story from, uh, uh, this is from, let's see, Coffee County, Tennessee, Manchester. Tennessee. Home invasion Monday morning, resulting in uh, at least one intruder being uh, shot, or excuse me, uh, in custody, according to uh, local authorities. Uh, yeah, I guess he was shot uh, and is in custody. There you go, a twofer. The uh, sheriff's office in Coffee County says the intruder was shot by the homeowner during this home invasion in the Beech Grove area of Manchester on Monday morning. Initially, the county sheriff's office said it was possible that there were other suspects, but uh, since clarified that they do believe there was only one intruder. Uh, responsible for this home invasion. Uh, as of Monday evening, the intruder remained at a local hospital, uh, undergoing surgery and uh, now recovering, I guess, from the uh, surgery to the uh, wounds he suffered while trying to uh, invade that individual's home. Uh, the investigation does remain ongoing, but at this point appears to be a clear-cut case of self-defense. We'll try to give you more details uh, if and when they become available. Finally, in the right place, at the right time, willing to do the right thing, A group of bikers in Florida who uh, helped keep the streets safe by forcing a uh, suspected drunk driver to the side of the road, boxing him in until authorities could arrive, happened in uh, uh, Tavernier, Florida. Uh, Terebo Simon Mendoza arrested, charged with DUI, three counts of an enhanced DUI due to the fact that he had kids in his car, as well as possession of marijuana, in addition to uh, two moving traffic violations. The uh, 30-year-old from Homestead, Florida... Was arrested uh, in Tavernier on Saturday afternoon, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, after a group of motorcyclists boxed him in. Uh, They apparently spotted Mendoza driving recklessly through uh, the town of Isla Morada. And according to deputies, multiple witnesses stated they were in fear for the safety of other motorists, the passengers in the suspect sedan, and the suspect due to his driving behavior. So again, the motorcyclist kind of surrounded the uh, car, slowed down. Thankfully, the uh, driver didn't try to plow through the motorcyclist. He slowed down as well, eventually moved off to the uh, side of the road. When deputies arrived, they said Mendoza appeared to be intoxicated. There was an adult woman in the car alongside a 10-year-old and two 3-year-olds. The uh, woman not arrested, Mendoza booked on $36,000 bond for the variety of charges. And again, the uh, motorcyclists in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to... Uh, helped take a suspected drunk driver off of the road and uh, did so without, uh, again, uh, causing harm or danger to anyone else. So uh, thank you, random motorcyclists, anonymous motorcyclists, for your uh, very, very good deed. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Barry and Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program as always. Hope that you enjoy the rest of your Halloween and all the uh, trick-or-treaters. We don't get those here in the uh, country now. Our, our our little town is uh, doing Halloween on Main Street, so we'll probably go up there and hand out some candy later this afternoon. But we don't get visitors to the house, and that's okay by me. But I hope that you have a great Halloween. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We head into November, just a, a week away from Election Day, and uh, a lot to talk about. We'll uh, get you covered in all of the latest Second Amendment news and information. Don't forget to check out BuryingArms.com in the meantime. And uh, I would always encourage you, do every day, to uh, become a VIP or VIP Gold member. We've got our Wednesday live chat with Hot Air's Ed Morrissey coming up for our VIP Gold members on Wednesday afternoon, 1.30 Eastern. But each and every day, we're giving you uh, exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. News stories, analysis, opinions that matter. Just like your support, all you have to do is go to buryinarms.com slash subscribe use the promo code GunRights, and you can get a significant savings on your vip or vip gold membership and we do thank you for your support enjoy the rest of your 2a tuesday we'll see you back here tomorrow until then be well be safe and be free